Thank you for joining us for this message from Cornerstone Community Church in Lynchburg, Virginia. Here's Pastor Willie Taylor. Today, we want to close out the series that we've been doing on the letter to the, Paul's letter to the Philippians. We'll cover chapter 4, all except two verses, and we might cover those at a different time. But um, the title of the message today, you see it there, bases uh, how can we, how can we really always exhibit supernatural peace? We're not talking about just peace. Supernatural peace. That's what we want to do. Because I, I believe that peace is important to God. Would you say that? Well, last time we talked about the five reasons why Paul rejoiced at the church at Philippi. And we've talked about a lot of different things in chapter 1, how Paul was just passionate about the uh, proclamation of the gospel. And uh, he also asked them to walk in a manner worthy of the gospel of Christ. In chapter 2, we talked about uh, and learned a couple of things that were very important, how we don't need to be uh, really uh, just, I guess, selfish. That's the best way to put it. We don't need to be selfish. We need to think about other people. And the only way we're going to do that is through humility. The lowness of mind, we need to do that. And we talked about Jesus Christ, how he humbled himself and, and came and lived uh, in his, just like a, his creation in a body. And how Paul humbled himself, Timothy. Uh, and and, and we, we went through chapter 3, how Paul was just passionate about, really, Jesus Christ. He was willing to give up everything. Uh, to know him, and not only to know him, but to know him more. And then uh, two weeks ago, we went through um, how Paul was excited about the Philippians' joy of them uh, having the opportunity to give again. Now we're going we're gonna to pick it up in chapter 4, and we're going to cover verses uh, 4 through probably 9 today because it went through 10 through 23 last uh, time. But we're going to start in, in, in the Gospel of John. Let's go there. John chapter 14, verse 27. Let's go there. You can um, get all the notes from our website and also the messages, the audio messages from our website because I believe it's a... It's a it, you know, when you when you go through a whole book of the Bible, uh, it, it's an opportunity for you to uh, take somebody else through the book of the Bible because we need to be discipling one another. We need to have somebody we are ministering to, whether it's in our own household or wh- wherever. It can be a great devotional time to for you to know, just be to go through the book of Philippians and you know what's in every single chapter. Verse 27, peace I leave with you. My peace 
I give to you. That's important. Not just any piece. Not as the world gives do I give to you. Do not let your heart be troubled, nor let it be fearful. So he's talking about his peace. Not that the world gives. Let's get uh, uh, verse 1 of chapter 14. Do not let your heart be troubled. Believe in God. Believe also in me. Now, God doesn't want our heart to be troubled because that messes up peace. He wants us to be in peace. And so the only way we're going to be at peace is that uh, we believe in him. That's what he said. Believe in me. So the whole thing we're going to be talking about today from the book of Philippians is believing in God. If we don't believe in him, we cannot have peace. So we have to have a belief in Jesus Christ. Now, the first thing we want to do is to, I'm going to give you seven things, seven things that we can, we can do and exhibit in order for us to really walk in the peace that God wants us to walk in, which is supernatural peace. I'm going to give you seven things. And the first one I want to start off with is not in the book of Philippians, uh, but it, it's, it's very important to that. And let's go to Ephesians chapter 5, verse 18. Let's go there. It, it's an important number one. It's an important number one. We're doing seven things. That, that, that If you do those seven things, if you do them now, if they're, if they're like you, 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 you hold on to those and they increase. It has to increase. It has to be uh, 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 like we are totally walking in, in, in something that we haven't grasped yet, but we'll, we keep grasping, we keep grasping, we keep grasping because that's what we want to do. So it's a, it's a, it's a, a movement type of thing. It's not something that you arrive at. It's something that you walk towards daily, press towards, as Paul said he, he was doing. So in Ephesians chapter uh, 5, verse 18, it says, And do not get drunk. And, and that do not get drunk is, is in the present tense, which means that uh, present imperative, meaning that don't keep getting drunk with wine. For that is dissipation. Or King James might say excess. But, so here's the alternative. Be continually filled with the Spirit. The mind doesn't say uh, continually filled, but it means, be filled means be being filled. It's in the present imperative also. It means be being filled. Be being filled. Continually being filled. Be being filled every single day. Be being filled with the Holy Spirit. And we'll, we'll, we'll talk about that in a whole series of messages uh, that, that's important on receiving that. But let's, let's think about that now. If you're not filled with the Spirit continually, you're not going to have the peace of God. It's simple. You're not going to do it. You've got to be continually filled with the Holy Spirit. Now, why do I say that? One reason I say that, let's go to Galatians chapter 5, verse 10, 22. The reason I say that is because See, the, the, the Holy Spirit living inside of us, he's the one who has an effect on us. Because of his presence in us, there should be a result. It should be a result of, to, let's say, a married couple 
they should have some type of effect on each other. They should not have no effect whatsoever. And they, 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 they've been married, they live together, but they don't have any effect on one another. It should have some effect on, on one another because everyone has strengths, everyone has weaknesses. And so uh, the, your partner's strengths should become more your strengths. Your strengths should become more their strengths. So you have an effect on one another, positively. And that's the only way the Holy Spirit will have. So in verse 22 of Galatians 5, it said, But the fruit of the Spirit, meaning the effect of the Spirit, the result of the Spirit, is love, joy. Here's what we're talking about. What's the other one? Peace. Patience is long-suffering. So if the Holy Spirit is moving and flowing and we are filled with the Spirit, not one time, not two times, but continually filled with the Spirit, we should have supernatural peace. That's what we should have, supernatural peace. Now let's go to our text in Philippians chapter 4. Let's go down. Number one was to be filled continuously with the Holy Spirit. Not a one time thing. Be filled continuously. Number two is number is, is verse four. Rejoice in the Lord always. Rejoice in the Lord always. How can you rejoice in the Lord always? Pray without ceasing. You know, how how can we do that? And, And just sing praises to the Lord all the time. How can we do that? You can't do that. But you can be in a state of prayerfulness and pray without ceasing. You, you want to be in a, in, a, in a state of prayerfulness all the time so you pray about everything. And when it says that rejoice in the Lord always, you want to be, have a spirit of rejoicing. In other words, you want to be a joyful person. And it doesn't mean that, that, that you're going to be joyful because, you know, you got caught in the rain, you know, and you got drenched. And no, it, you don't have to be joyful because of that. But you can be joyful that you don't have to stay in the rain because there are some people homeless <laughs> and they, 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 they don't have any place to go. See, we can be joyful about something, but we, we have an attitude of joyfulness. That's what we have, an attitude of joyfulness. You're not going to, have a, uh, you're not going to be uh, joyful because somebody died. No, you, 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 you're, not, you're going to grieve, uh, but you still can be joyful because their names are written in the Lamb's Book of Life. You can be joyful that they did have a, a life that was lived and you partook of that life that they lived. You can be joyful because of something. You can be joyful for the joy that was set before you. You can be joyful. You can, you can endure things because some things you're going to have to endure. You're going to have to endure it. It's a hardship, but you're going to have to endure it for the joy that's set before you. And so these are, these are things when it says rejoice in the Lord always. 
That's what it, that's what it's saying because he said, and again, again, I say rejoice. So it's important to him. Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I say rejoice. So it's an all time, all the time thing. You have a general attitude of rejoicing. You shouldn't have a general attitude of, uh, you know, sad, sadness or, or anger. You should have a general, like somebody said, you have a sweet spirit. You should have a joyful spirit. That's what you should have. That's number two. Number one was you got to be filled continuously with the Holy Spirit. That's how you're going to have supernatural now. We're talking about supernatural peace. You're going to have to rejoice, have a, have a spirit of rejoicing, a rejoicing attitude because you want supernatural peace. Number three, verse five. Let your gentle spirit be known to all men. The Lord is at hand. Now, gentle spirit is, is like a, a spirit of tolerance. It's a forbearing spirit. A forbearing spirit. So, you can't have peace if you can't forbear. If you can't have long suffering. If you can't be tolerant of people. It's just not going to happen. Because people are going to irritate you. They're going to frustrate you. And, and you can't have peace if that's happening all the time. But see, that's not the case with supernatural peace. Supernatural peace, we are supposed to be tolerant of one another. You remember, that is a fruit of the Spirit. That's a result of the Spirit living inside of us, is that we have long-suffering. That's that patient I talk about, love, joy, peace, patience. Of the nine fruit of the spirit, there's more than that though. But anyway, it's nine that was listed. That's what it's talking about here. Supernaturally, the Holy Spirit is supposed to, because He's living inside of you. The result should be that you have tolerance. You have tolerance. You have tolerance. Regardless of what somebody, what they do, what they don't do, you got tolerance more than anybody else. Does not save. You should have tolerance. And the more filled with the Spirit you are, the more tolerance you're going to have. The more tolerance you're going to have, the more peace you're going to have. You see, in in Christianity, in the church, we we shouldn't let any old thing bother us. Come on. Because a lot of things bother us. A lot of people bother us. We can get along with some people, but we can't get along with all people. Because we don't like this person because we don't like their personality. We don't like this person because they, 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 they can't do much for me. You know, they're just not on my same wavelength. Jesus loves all people. He died for the whole world, didn't he? Well, then why can't we then die for all people to ourselves? Selfishness. See, it's a different way of living for a Christian. That type of Christian is a Christian that their home is not here on this earth. Their joy 
does not arrive from what good things happen. Their peace is not because of a situation that has occurred. That's the world's joy. That's the world's peace. We're talking about supernatural peace. So number one would be filled continuously with the Spirit. Number two, rejoice, have just a spirit of joy. Remember that's the theme of Philippians. Joy, rejoicing, having joy. And number three, we're going to let our forbearing spirit be known to all men. Why can I let my forbearing spirit be known to all men? Because God is at hand. He's at hand. Some theologians say that 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 means that he's going to come back soon. Well, he is. Some say it's because he's near. He is. He's all of the above, isn't he? He's in us. God is in us. He is at hand, isn't he? He's here. We, we, We would act very much different if Jesus... We're here bodily. We'll be much, much different. Wouldn't we? The disciples, they were different when Jesus was with them than when he was taken away from them. They were different, weren't they? Peter said, I don't know him. I don't know the man. I don't know him. But when he rose again and came and they saw him, and he was has a fire cooking some fish for breakfast. And one of the disciples say, there's Jesus. Peter did what? Jumped out of the boat. And he, he, he took off. He's going to go to his Lord and Savior. He's totally different than when they took him from him. And I believe that we would act a little bit different if Jesus was here. If he manifested himself like he did to, to the Apostle Paul. And you were with a person that you couldn't stand. And Jesus said, what do you think about this person? Oh, I just love him. I love him. And he know we'd be lying, but, you know, uh, it changes things, doesn't it? It changes things. We don't want to do that because he's bodily present. We want to do that because he says so. Don't we? But we still know he's at hand. He sees all. He hears all. He knows every thought before you even think it. He knows everything, doesn't he? He's at hand. He's at hand. So we should be called. So number one was be filled, be being filled continuously now with the Holy Spirit. Number two, have, a, have just a, a spirit of just joy. Number three, we're going to let our long-suffering, our tolerance be known to all men, right? Because God is at hand. Number four. Verse six. Be anxious for nothing. Nothing, it says. Nothing. 
feet were it meaning by about nothing. Don't let anything worry you. Don't let anything take your mind and put it in a unsettled state where you can't think about other things. But in everything, in everything, not some things, everything, by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. What's number one? Be filled, continuous with the Holy Spirit. Number two, have a spirit of joy. Number three, let your tolerance of long-suffering be known to all men. Four, be anxious for nothing, but what's the alternative to being anxious? Prayer. You remember I said that you're going to have to have in, in, in the Gospel of John chapter 14, Verse 1, he said, let not your heart be troubled. Believe in God. Believe also in me that it's going to come back to belief, trust in God. That's what it's going to come back to. You see, this is a key verse here. I don't want you to be worried about anything. How many of us have ever been worried about something? Yeah, we all have. We've all been worried about something. We all have sin also. At that time, we're, sin, we're in sin because we're worried about something. And God is saying, I don't want you worried about anything. Anything. But now here's the alternative. I want you to let your request be known to me. I want you to pray. Let your request be known to me. Whatever, you, whatever is, is bothering you, pray about it. Pray. Come to me and, and tell me about it. Well, prayer. Be an attitude of prayer. You know, pray without ceasing. Be an attitude of prayer. Uh, let your request be known to me. With thanksgiving now, don't, don't, you know, you have to be a thankful person, right? Can't, can't be somebody you always want something, but can't be thankful for what, what he's already given you. Be thankful. Now, if you trust him, how much do we really trust him? How much do we really trust Jesus? How much do we really trust him? If I trust him, he says that you don't have to be worried. Because have you prayed about it? Yes. Have you let me know what you want? Yes. Well, then leave it alone. I have it covered. I got your back. I got it. I got it. Well, you know, My, 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 my daughter, she's going on this mission trip, man, and they, they got, they, they got homeless people, they got, they got all these people, man, they, they, they and, and she's going to be down in Los Angeles, you know, downtown Los Angeles. I don't know what's going to happen to us, to her, you know, I don't know. Am I worried about it? He says be worried about what? Nothing. But in all things by prayer and supplication, let your what? Request be known to him. Let it be known to him. And then trust him. Trust him. Trust him. You know, I was uh, 
I had a privilege, but I didn't know. I don't know what it was. I didn't think it was a privilege uh, to do the lead and do the eulogy for Minerva's brother's funeral yesterday. And this is in Hillsboro, North Carolina, where she has relatives, uh, cousins, all over Hillsboro. I mean, many, many relatives. And they know I'm a minister, but they haven't heard me, and they are used to certain types of ministers, which I'm not, okay? Uh, what they are probably used to. But I was saying, God, why did she ask me, this her, 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 his, uh, his wife, his widow, why did she ask me to do this thing? Man, plus she had his pastor and her pastor on the same podium doing some things. And I said, oh, man, yeah, I might look bad. Then she had also the pastor who married us 46 and a half years ago, over 46 and a half years ago, uh, there. It was his church. He was going to be there on the program. I said, oh, man, they got all these great men of God here. And, and here I am going to Hillsboro, North Carolina, standing before them who, who they like gospel music. Man, they, 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 they are different, you know. They, they are different. Um, and they don't, you know, I realize the pastors, they come with suits on and stuff. And, and I don't wear a tie anymore. Stuff. I, I wore a tie then because, I, man, you better dress right when you go there, you know. <laughs> and so, so I, was, I was concerned about what I'm going to do. What am I going to do? And so John, he said, you want me to do the message? Uh, you know, Sunday, because you, I know you're going to be concentrating on it. I said, no, man, I got a mess coming. I'm, I'm okay. I had to fight this thing. I had to fight being what? Worried. Worried. You understand? I had to fight it. And to boot that, when I got up, well, not when I got up, I was sitting there on the stage with the other two men of God, and, and one gets up, and he does, what I was going to do. He calls um, her late brother's best friend up and he gives the eulogy. Even though, you know, the eulogy is, is really just, um, you know, g- good words honoring the person. And see, he has been a, a good friend of Larry since they were little. And he knew everything. Man, he just, he talked, talked, and I, I said, man, that's the eulogy right there. Okay, so now there's two points, two of my three points that I had. And it left nothing for me but the comfort of family. I said, well, hmm. I said, well, okay. And when I started getting up, God said, don't you say anything. Just do what you came to do. Don't leave anything out. And he actually gave a salvation type of thing. I did everything that I was supposed to do. And matter of fact, I spent most of my time on salvation. He's already done it, but I, I did most thing on salvation. And when I finished, 
I felt kind of, I wonder did I do okay? I don't know, God, what do you think? And it was just what the people needed. I have so many people come up to say, oh, man, man, we got to have you back in more, man. We need that. We need what you gave us. And one of the young people uh, came up because I, I talked about the young people. I talked about how, you know, it's important for us as, as older adults to really walk the walk rather than talk the talk. Because, see, if, if you don't walk the walk, you can't say, well, you need to be doing this, you need to be doing this. They already see what you don't do. So it nullifies that. It nullifies it. And I had one of the young people come up. She's in her 30s, probably. She said, she said, hey, and she knows who I am. She said, she said Willie, let me tell you what. What you said today, I heard it. You know, I, I heard it. And I received it. I'm going to do it. I said, well, praise God. Praise God. Because there are many young people in the church, but they are not the church. You know what I'm saying? They said words about Christianity, but they are not really living the, the walk. And that's what I was talking about. But anyway, I said, why in the world did I have even a thought about concern about this thing. And when I sat down, because I, 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 you know, I told the people, I don't know why, uh, you know, Barbara asked me to do this thing because she got pastors, she got all these great men of God. I don't know why. When I sat back down, her pastor leaned over and said, now you know why. You did a great job, you know. That's what the people needed. But we don't have to worry about things. And half the things, no, not about, about three-fourths of the things we worry about, do you know that they never come to pass? They really don't. And we worry about most of the things we worry about. Let me tell you the most of the things we worry about. What's going to happen to our children that's bad? We're concerned about our children, those who have children. And those who don't have children, they're concerned about What's going to happen to them? Whether, you know, in the future. We're concerned about the future. God holds the future, doesn't he? If, we can't, if God can't keep our children, how in the world do we think we're going to keep them? If they have to come through a snow, snow a storm or, or, or they're traveling back from some, say, New York or somewhere and, and the weather is, is raining, pouring down, flood watch in Lynchburg, flood watch everywhere, there's no need to be concerned. If you were in that car with them, you couldn't do a thing. Not a thing. But pray. Right? You can't. And that's the same thing that I don't care what it is, if we have our children have limitations, if they have strength, if they have, they're not married, but we want them to marry. Uh, you know, everybody wants their children to marry somebody probably, you know, nice. They're going to treat them nice. Right? Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, and and so you 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 know you don't need to be worried about it because pray about it. God can take care of it. Can 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 it? Yeah. This is very important. Verse six is very important. Okay, 
be careful for nothing. And most of us sin on that particular verse. Most of us sin there. And I'm trying to teach you today how not to sin anymore about this. Because we're going to be at peace about everything. Everything. You say, you can't be at peace without everything. You can't be in peace with everything. Yes, I can be at peace with everything because everything's going to be all right. It's going to be all right. One way or the other, it's going to be all right. If he says all things work together for good for those who, what? Who love God, called according to his purpose. It's going to be all right. It's going to be all right. You said, but, but something bad happened. Uh, you know, uh, you just went to a funeral. Minerva lost her brother. Uh, how are you going to say everything going to be all right? Because it's going to be all right. He is with the Lord. To be absent about it, be present with the Lord. It's going to be all right. What about a widow that's going to have to be, you know, take all? It's going to be all right. God hasn't gone anywhere. It's going to be all right. Isn't it? It's going to be all right. It's going to be all right. So we, we have, to, have to consider this. Because I'm going to trust in God. I'm going to trust in God. Suppose something really, really, really bad happened. Suppose, suppose now, they put you in jail for something you didn't do. Did they put Paul in, in prison for something he didn't do? Yeah. It's going to be all right, isn't it? It's going to be all right. If you didn't do it, you don't have to worry about it. A locked cell does not keep Jesus out. Does it? No. Chains does not bind you. Chains in the natural, chains in the spirit, chains in the spirit. They don't bind you. They, they, they don't keep you there because the angel can, can just start an earthquake. The cell's open. Chains are broken. Right? This happened before. It's going to be all right. One, be filled with the Spirit continuously. Two, just a spirit of joy. Three, let your moderation, your, your tolerance be known to all men. Four, don't be worried about what? Nothing. Nothing. But just pray. Just pray. Now, number five, verse seven. And the peace of God which surpasses all comprehension. Why does it surpass all comprehension? Because it's supernatural. You can't comprehend something supernatural. How are you going to comprehend something? How are you going, how are you going to comprehend how God can stop the sun from going anywhere at noontime and it doesn't go anywhere until he says so? It can last 24 hours, that in the same spot. 48 hours, it can last as long as he wants to in that spot. He can, he can stop the day. It's the time waits on no man. God can stop the time. He can. He did it in the Bible. He can, he can do it again. He can do whatever he wants to do. He's God.
peace surpasses understanding. You can't understand how somebody is in the tomb, in the grave. I mean, they don't put him in the grave. If God says, Lazarus, come forth. Lazarus coming forth. I don't care where they put dirt on him. I don't care where, where back then they rolled a stone. I don't care. what in, in the day's time, they put dirt on him. And they could cremate him. I don't care. If God says, come forth, the ashes going to come back to a body. And the body going to have the, the veins. It's going to have everything. And it's going to have the person. Do you believe that? If he can raise up children from rocks, Abraham can raise up. Don't you, don't you think that he can't, he can't raise up somebody from ashes? You say, well, uh, do you believe in cremation? What do you mean do I believe in cremation? Well, you, you, know, you know, the body got to rise again. If the body is, if you don't have the, have your little particles right there in that little, little, little casket or something, then, you know, you know, scattered all over the seas, he can't get you. What? He can't do what? How many people got burned before in house fires and things like that? Well, come on. Don't limit God. That's why he says pray. Don't be careful for nothing. And the peace of God, which is a past all understanding, it's going to God, it's going to be empire, it's going to be like a garrison, it's going to be like a, like a, like soldiers standing around in the spirit realm, it's going to guard your heart and your minds in Christ Jesus because you have prayed about it because you have a big God and you believe in a big God. You trust in a big God and you say, hey, I'm yours. Okay. That's what he's saying. That's why the peace of God is going to surpass all comprehension. Number one was what? He filled the spirit continuously now. Two, have, have, have continuous joy. Three, have a forbearing spirit. Don't be irritated and frustrated with people. Have a forbearing spirit. Let that be known to all men. All men. I'm forbearing. I'm forbearing. Number four. Don't worry about anything. Just pray. Just pray. Let your request be known to Just pray. Number five. The peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, is going to guard your heart and your mind through Christ Jesus. Now, you say, well, that's not something that we do. That's something that is going to happen if you do the other four. No, it's something you're going to have to do because you're going to have to allow the peace of God to keep your mind and your heart because your mind doesn't want to just relax and trust. Satan doesn't want you to relax and trust in God. He wants you to be in turmoil because he knows he'll have you in sin. So you're going to have to make sure that I'm fighting, I'm fighting to keep this peace. And he tells us that in the next verse, in number six, for number six. Number six is, finally, brothers, you know, this peace that, that wants to keep your heart and mind, and the enemy wants to throw these thoughts at you. I want you to 
Finally, brother, whatever thing is what? True. Whatever thing is pure. Whatever thing is honest. Whatever thing is, I want you to think on the pure. I want you to think of the perfect. I want you to think of the positive thing. Keep a positive mindset. Don't let anything in that's not positive. Don't let it in. Don't let it in. Oh, Brandon's going to be, she's going to be exposed to some, some unclean spirits, man. Some, some demons, and she's going to come back demon-possessed because she went to L.A. and did a dream center. What? I prayed about this thing. We're praying. Come on. Did Jesus come back demon-possessed? Anything because he ran around people who were demon-possessed? No. No. He was around people who were demon-possessed. But he just cast them out. And if he didn't cast them out, they didn't bother him. They'll holler, hey, what you want what, 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 what you got to do with us? Why are you here? Don't 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 send us in the well. Let's go into the into the into the sheep. They they're running scared. Because they know you know God. They knew Paul, didn't they? They knew Jesus. They didn't know the sons of Sceva, though, did they? They didn't know them. Number seven. The things which you've learned and received and heard and seen in me. And Paul is talking now to the church at Philippi. He says, I want you to do those things. Practice them. Practice them. And the God of peace, the God of peace will be with you. That's what he said. So number one was we need to be filled continuous with the Holy Spirit. Number two, have a spirit of joy. Number three, let your forbearing spirit, your talk be known to all people who are around. People you talk to on the telephone, you let your tolerance be known to all men. What about it? Don't you think that they're Uh-uh. No, no, uh-uh. No, no, no. You got to have a tolerant spirit, sister. Got to have a tolerant spirit, brother. Four. Be anxious for nothing, but pray, right? Five, allow the peace to God, your heart and your mind. Six, think on positive things. Whatever's true, whatever's honest, whatever's a good report, think on those things. Don't think on bad reports. Think on good reports. Oh, anything, Murphy's or anything bad can happen is going to happen. No. Murphy didn't write no Bible. You know? <laughs> Did he? He didn't write no Bible. No. And number seven, those things you've learned, received, have you received them? Sometimes you learn something, but you don't receive it because you don't want to receive it. Those things you've heard and seen, 
Now say, in Jesus, because Paul's not here, so you, can't, you haven't seen him, he's talking to that church. But we can say, oh, we saw this, we know, we, we, we see, we, man, we, we saw, we saw what Jesus did. We, you know. He says, practice those things, practice them. Practice. What is practice? It's doing something over and over and over again, isn't it? That's what practice is. He says, practice those things, and the God of peace will be with you. Now, I don't know, but this is, this closes the book of Philippians, and to me, it's the most important message that we can receive of the six. This is a sixth message. It's the most important one. Because we sin so much in this area. Honestly, we really do. I do, you do. We do sin so much in this area. And God doesn't want us to sin in that area because what actually happens is that it just proves when we are worrying. You say, I'm not worried. I'm just, I am responsible person. I'm a responsible person. This sounds good, but you worry about it, really, to be honest with you, because you can't do anything about what you're worrying about. Okay. So, I say that let's do that. This, from now until the end of the year, let's practice. Let's practice. And see what happens in 2018. See when January comes around, whether we have gained any ground at all or whether we haven't. And it doesn't matter if you fall here or there. Get up and go forward. Because that's what, that's what practice is all about, isn't it? You don't practice and all oh, your practice is perfect. No, you practice and you're missing a lot of things. You're making a lot of mistakes when you practice. But you're, being, you're becoming better and better and better every day of practice, aren't you? You should be anyway, then you don't need to stop that sport and get on another one, you know? And so that's what I want to do. And that's what I challenge you to do, is that we are going to practice. I'm going to practice now. I'm going to practice this thing because I have to have more trust in the Lord Jesus Christ than I have today. I have to have more trust. And the more trust I have, the less I'm aware. Because after all, we do pray. We do pray. We pray about a lot of things. But we don't do anything with that prayer. See, you pray, God, let everything go well with this right here. Let me get this job, whatever the situation may be. You know, and, 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 the, and the college students might say, man, well, I pray that I pass this course. You know, you can pray, but then if you're going to be worried about it, why did you pray? Who did you pray to? Buddha? <laughs> Buddha can't do nothing. So if you pray to Jesus Christ, and he's the Lord of all. He loves you. And he's, he's the one who gave you these precious promises. Is that correct? 
He promised you that if you do those things, the peace, the God of peace will be with you. He promised you that if you do the things that he has said, you are going to have supernatural peace. So why in the world would we turn around, pray, and then worry? It doesn't make sense, does it? It doesn't make sense at all. And so I'm trying to encourage myself, as well as I encourage you, that this is the message that Jesus Christ wants Cornerstone to walk in this year. And of course I believe that he wants every church to walk in it because it's scripture, but I'm not in every church. This is my family. So family, let's do this thing. Let's don't worry. No more. Okay? Let's stand. Thank you for listening to this message from Pastor Taylor and Cornerstone Community Church. We are located in Lynchburg, Virginia at 525 Old Graves Mill Road. You can find us online at cornerstonelynchburg.com, contact us by email, cornerstonecom at comcast.net, or call us at 434-847-4796. We pray the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance on you and give you peace.